Well, I got a million things on my mind. How about you? Are we recording? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're recording. Only thing I got on my mind is, do you know how old the Olsen twins are now? Um, I can I can synthesize that answer. I don't have an impulse. What's your quick answer? My quick answer is that they are 30. 30 years old. That's a good guess. What is do you it? Want, do you want to work through it a little bit? Okay. If you, if you my work the- through would have been that Full House came out when I was 12. I mean, that's the, that's how I got there, but let's see what yeah. year would that have been? Um, 19, let me guess at full That'd house. Been 91, 92. Yeah. Not, full like. house came out in 90. My guess would be 92 and they were mm-hmm. two, you know, so they were born in 90, which would make them 31. They are 35 years old. Wow. What, when Man. did full house start then? Uh, first episode was September 22nd, 1987. Whoa. Okay. So that's what I had wrong then. Oh boy. Your memory is not good. Damn. Damn, on that. That's crazy. It went a long time though. When did it end? How about that? It ended in 96. Oh shit. Uh, Let's see. 90 or something. Yeah, you're probably right. I'm just looking at the Wikipedia here. I think. I gave money to Wikipedia the other day. Did, uh, did you really? They, yeah, I just I, I gave about two years ago ten dollars, and I was like, they keep asking, and I feel like I use Wikipedia enough. I know it's it has its faults and all that stuff, but I was like, I just it, they got me with they they kept sending me stuff, and I was like, okay, I kind of wanted to just shut up, and I do use it, so it's worth. So this time I even upped it to fifteen dollars. So I've given wow. Wikipedia $25. You know, the fact that you gave them money now probably makes you more likely to continue to give them money. Like you think I pay them. Right. So that guilt goes away. But now you fucking feel invested. Like you're on team Wikipedia yeah. for life now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're That's right. Cool. What? Okay. When did, when did you say you thought it ended? 96 is a guess. I don't know. That's very close. 90, 1995, May of 1995 yeah. it has 192 episodes. And they say after you get to a hundred episodes, that that gives you the unlimited, not unlimited, but you have money for the rest of your life. That's true it, about that's true about it goes podcasting into, too. It goes into syndication. Yeah, that's oh, how yeah, I feel about our podcast. But since we've done like six or seven hundred episodes, we should yeah. be set. <laughs> if we don't, we just won't. If we as soon as we stop podcasting, we immediately just don't make any more money. Yeah, it's just, and it, almost it was, don't make any money. Even though we are podcasting, right? Yeah, that's the that's we're the podcasting cool and not really making any money. If we stop doing it. It would probably go negative. We got some people that will continue to pay us like you're going to continue to pay Wikipedia. So that's how the economy works. You know, somebody's so. giving us $10 a month that's not even listening to this podcast right now, and they yeah, still probably true. feel decently good about it. And that's then we'll true. take that $10 and pass it on to Wikipedia, and the whole yeah. world, like that. And then that money will go somewhere else. And then the whole world has an economy like that. Right. So it's kind of beautiful. That's how well, money that, works. And that's even kind of, once again, to reiterate, I know some people out there are like, well, we're changing to knuckle breakers or whatever. I understand your concerns. Uh, but what, what could, what's the concern? I think that we're just changing some things and people get nervous around change. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, like, like we, we've added this knuckle breaker thing and we had the Emory land and it's changing mm-hmm. the knuckle breakers and everything's combining. And now we're trying to make people use discord. The fuck's wrong with you? You know, that, that, Matt and Toby and Joey's why I signed up for this. Now I got to go into Discord and talk to these people. I understand your fears, but this is a way that will help us run more efficiently. It will be better. And 
You don't even have to do it. If you want to stay in the BC Club uh, Facebook and not do another damn thing, you don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to at all. Something. We're not trying to press you. We're just giving options to people. Some people really like our band Emory, and they want a little bit more, and they want to get some extra stuff and see some extra stuff and do some extra stuff. That's all good. Just like yeah, the, K- I- the KC bash we're having. I mean, the KB bash. K- it's in KB and KC. Is, uh, it's going to be a bunch of people that like our band and also like Aaron Marsh from Copeland, like Aaron Sprinkle, like Chris, some surrogate in our band, and they like karaoke. They like all that stuff. That's December 10th. You can sign up and get tickets. I sent that out in my goods email this morning. And, uh, but I just want to calm everybody's nerves down. The, the BC club is always ready to explode. It's yeah, like, they love it. It's awesome. They love it. Like every, I think when it gets just, I like haven't seen of, any chatter in there about this, but no, I'm just I saying in either. general, they can explode at any moment for any I reason. I feel like people are a little bit like, <laughs> what's going on? You're being secretive. We Matt and I are about as transparent as you can get. I, I can give you all my rationale. It only takes several hundred hours. I know. And I don't understand, like, why? What? <laughs> the, the worst thing that probably happened to us, I think, too, is that uh, with, with Joey, it made us seem like we were hiding stuff, even though they just asked us not to say anything. And we didn't know anything. Yeah. So we literally did tell the truth. <laughs> we told the truth at every step. We don't know. They're not talking to us. They're not telling us things. And uh, they might be trying to sue us and destroy bad Christian. That's, I mean, I, I mean, we left that part out. Then, well, but, you asshole. But, but at the same time, we were trying to, you know, do what we thought was better. Anyway, now I'm on some tangent. We love you guys. We're not trying to do anything crazy. We are making changes, but change is good. If you stay the same, you die. So, well, there's it. no doubt about that, that the Joey thing. Yeah, um, I mean, the most tragic thing of all about it, apart from the obvious most tragic thing of losing your best friend, right. um, apart from that tragic part about it, yeah. that our brand take a big hit in the area of transparency, I thought was greatly painful. I know. <laughs> I, I just felt that that was the, you know worst thing that's ever happened to me <laughs> like uh-huh. oh, oh, we're trying to be like you know i understand right. how in general it's like there's things that you know my disposition is to be transparent and experimental and public and when i think it comes out loud and i hear it and i let other people hear right. it and that is how i operate in the world so to have to have been forced into a mode where i do think before i speak or not say everything Right. Um, it was actually a real loss because that's part of the, that's obviously the, the main value of our show and our critique of church and pastors right. is all right around that. So to have take uh, us as the anti bad stuff about church and then become that even on some level, uh, it was really not great. So it is a process to rebuild, uh, brands and communities and yeah. things for what they are so that they can become more transparent and what they are. Anyway, but it is the bad Christian experiment and the bad Christian uh, way that is the is the knuckle breaker way. So it's right. um, it's just and we you know we knuckle got breakers this- is just an extension of bad Christian. And the reason I brought this up too, the other thing we were trying to do is yes, we are doing Matt and Toby Big Show because one of the things I realized, and I'll just be very transparent here. I listen to certain podcasts because I know what to expect. I listen to a sports podcast. I know what Bill Simmons is going to be talking about on that. But yeah, he's going to be talking about NBA and maybe have a guest or two on or football or something. I just want to hear what they're Or Tom Hanks. On. Yeah, it has Tom Hanks on this but, week, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's what I'm saying. He has some actors and stuff. But I know what to expect. I think when Joey left, you and I didn't know what to do. And we have uh, – our I, you, you and I have always been uh, – 
strangely, very curious and somewhat of learners, not good learners, but we want to learn about things. Not, not even saying, I, and I can't even hardly retain what I learned, uh, that my retention level is really low, but I, I'm curious <laughs> and I want to learn. But at the same time, I understand that probably for a little while there, especially after Joey left, a lot of people are like, what is this podcast? Why am I listening to it? Are they, that's, they're, that's having the on a, they're having on a physicist or an economist or what, are they talking about the, the reality and all this stuff? And I came here, it was a part of deconstruction, all that stuff. So I think what's going to be good about it is we can move some of the stuff to Matt and Toby Big Show. And then also that Christian can be more about what it always was, which is reconstruction, deconstruction. In, of, of of the church and religion and other other uh, institutions, and, yeah, but other institutions and groupthink and education and government, like the the questioning right. of the systems that we live in is is yes. is, is, is it, like we don't have to do that about megachurch anymore. I don't. I mean, right. we'll do that as it's fascinating and intersects, of course, and that's the right. primary. Like if there's thing, something but, great about Mars Hill or another church or something that that is that needs to be talked about. Yes, we will. But that's what I'm saying. I think it's kind of better that we are going to really give you, and that way you know, oh, I know why I listen to this or don't listen to it. I think it's about the systems that we're embedded in and our relationships to them. That's what Bad Christian is about. That's what Knuckle Breakers is about. That's just what I'm about. It's like, wait, who am I and how am I participating in the United States and my church and this fucking school and this weird family and this goofy, what am I in? What are these groups I'm in and how, why do I have to behave this way or should I, or is it good or bad? Like that, that's that. And then the things that go wrong and the abuse of it, of things and power, you know, they affect certain people more than others. So knuckle breakers and bad Christians, bad Christians are like the, the the most wildest pioneering knuckle breaker spirited people. I agree. Like they're going to get out there early and get messy when everybody's going to call you bad for doing it. That's bad. What bad Christian is like, but, but there's, infinite amount of people who feel like they're on the outside and don't really understand why they have to go along with X, Y, or Z and would like to question it. And that that's a larger phenomenon than the Stephen Furtick pod, you know, whatever that is. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, I hijacked it. So anyway, everybody, everything's fine. It's all good. No big, no big deal. Um, it is interesting. You, you hear how bad Rogers might be in real trouble. Aaron Rogers I, yeah. it made me think of it because, uh, he said, chill out, relax, you know, when they when they lost the first games and, you know, a couple of years ago, too. But he said in the interview, they said, have you been vaccinated? And he says, I've been immunized. Yes. And they left it very vague. But but there's also rules where, like, he's supposed to wear a mask at certain times, especially, you know, around it. And if you're not immunized, if you're not uh, vaccinated, rather. And uh, so now he might be in trouble. He might be a fine, might miss more games. Everybody, <laughs> lots of people, everybody's been waiting to hate on him. For yeah. sure. Now they got the they got it because they they're calling him like a narcissist and he's horrible and he's a diva and he only cares about himself and that's why he hasn't won more Super Bowls because he's shitty. And <laughs> I mean, it, it, Bill Simmons that's was so talking funny. about him today and he just been waiting because Bill Simmons has been waiting because they went Everybody's after been Tom Brady. For that. They, they want to have the Tom Brady for him. They went after Tom Brady for Inflate Gate and now what they're not going to do anything for somebody that did that. They might have lied in a Violated way about safety it, protocol, yeah. the, the integrity right. of the whole system there. So it'll yeah, be interesting gonna... to see. I, I, I mean, I'm kind of ready for him to be gone. I, I mean, I promise you, he is amazing. What an athlete. What a brain. I can't believe it that we had him after Favre. It's insane. I don't think this Jordan Love kid's going to really be that good. He seems like a good kid, but I, I'm just worried he's going to be any good. This We'll get to see them against Kansas City this weekend. That's, uh, that'll actually be fun. But I think if it was Jordan Love and no more Aaron Rodgers, I'd pull for the team more. There's a little bit of me that's like, yay, we're awesome. This is so cool. But also, 
He's not. He's Everybody got some knows he's a bad guy. Like not a bad person inherently. Right. Although, although many people think he is a bad person. But I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying in the narrative of sports, he yeah. is villain. Yeah. He's not hero. Yeah, right. He's villain. I mean, yeah, he's. Right. I mean, he just is. And so, in in his personal life, people think bad things about him, which he even plays into and allows as some part right. of a strategy, which is a villain like thing to do, of course. And just like with all of cancel type culture stuff, whether it's in a playful area like sports or it's real or whatever it is, the only people that get in big trouble for stuff is when everybody already hated them for X, Y, and Z reasons that they couldn't prove. Then they make some yeah. trivial mistake and the <laughs> you just say, and then they, right. that's it. So that's why the people that say cancel culture is not real, that's what they're trying to say. They're trying to say, no, we all hated him, but we could not prove it. Is this not enough proof for you? Can we say he's an asshole now? Because right. we've been thinking, we all feel that way. Can't now? Can you see it? And so, and so yeah. then the defense goes, "Oh, because he had one." You know, then the defense comes to this very shallow part. It's like, yeah, but he shouldn't have got fired from that. But it's like, yeah, but he's been creeping out all the other people at the workplace for years. I'm not Aaron Rodgers, but you know, so that's a way of retribution for things that people are able to get away with the whole time because they're. You know, bad, bad, bad guys or villains or and, and right. narcissists are the people that are the best at that in the world. They're great at right. it. They can hide in organizations unbelie- in unbelievable ways oh, and do yeah, things yeah, yeah. with impunity. Unbelievable. And every organization seems to be filled with those fucking people for, is what I keep learning. Like, yeah. they're in everything doing bad shit that's kind of bad, but you can't say anything because it sounds speculative about what's in their head and you can't prove anything, but you know right. it. So then when something tangible comes, <laughs> yeah, of course you make a lot out of it. <laughs> you know. Yeah, for sure. What was in your head? Um, I jumped right ahead. I, I got right I'm in off. here. Well, I'm in your head now. Mine's gone. I know. I got I'm, a lot of stuff. I, I got a lot I'm, of stuff in there. You know I'm swept. I get swept away easily and then that way. So I, I might have had a bunch, but whatever it was, it is gone now. At, I am here Well, now. let me ask you a question. We won't go into it too much detail, but has it been easy not drinking and exercising and all that stuff with the challenge? Yeah, for me it is um, because I've been pretty – I mean, you know, the cha- it uh, – the challenge is just kind of what's I'm try what I naturally f- find that works for me. So I'm interested. Is it I'm try to do it with other people and get the feedback and learn from that. And so so it's a refinement of of things that kind of naturally work for me anyway. Right. Um, and so it, it it's not super foreign feeling to me. It's it's like I've, I'm glad I'm more happy being in it than out of it overall. Basically, and this version is the easiest one yet, and so I'm starting to worry: is it too easy? Where in a way where people go, I didn't, I didn't really do and do everything, but it doesn't really matter. Um, but I'm, right. I still like the f- complete the scorecard each week. I like to fill out every single X as the main. Like I like that. The fact that I have a week long goal to not miss something is great for me because I mean I don't accept constraints from right. anybody fucking else in the world. And if and if I can't even accept my own, you know, I can I can do that. Like if right. I can get it where I can do it, that, that like that's all I'm trying to do is get it away where I really feel like I can do it, and each thing does add. So we keep taking away things that people feel are the extra or the busy workness. Like anytime somebody says something's busy work, it has to be cut because I will never do busy work. I've never done homework. I've never done busy work. I will never do it. Nobody can make me do busy work. So. 
it has to be designed in a way where it's not busy work, you know? Yeah. So, I, so it's feeling pretty good to me overall. Well, but, okay. So I've been having this thought. I think meditation is worthless and I hate doing it. And I just slog through it. And yeah. this is the fourth or fifth time of the meditation for 10 minutes. And so I was thinking, do we have the ability to modify? What if I said, I'm not going to do meditation, but I will take those 10 minutes and I will add them to practice or reading or something that I actually am finding really valuable. The book I'm reading is valuable. The, the practice I'm doing is valuable. I've been doing different practices. I've been practicing uh, scales on the guitar. Nice. But also I've been practicing stretching. Now, I don't know if you say that's actually practice or not. So I didn't, I only done no, that. I think once. so. I think of practice and is discipline of anything. Yeah. You could stretch. And I just then think by the end, you're getting better with my about, fingers. Yeah. Right. Stretching's perfect for practice. It's like, I can't touch my toes in 10 weeks. You right. will. Okay. That's, that's thinking, perfect. Cause I'm, yeah. I'm so bad at it and I get really tight and, and I was yeah. like, you know what? I should just take 10 minutes and do this. So I was thinking maybe I could modify because I hate doing the, the meditation so much that I just can't even like, I really have tried. I'm like, I'm going to focus, but everything I think to do is stupid. And so I just don't, I can't, I can't go, I'm going to be calm today. I'm going, like, I tried that yesterday. I tried to go, you know what? Sometimes your temper gets, uh, is there immediately, even though you're not really that mad, it, it comes across. So think about, you know, slow to speak, slow to anger. And, all, and then I was just like, this is so fucking stupid. It made me mad. And I got mad. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I actually got mad and angry because of saying, don't be mad and angry. So I'm just thinking about that because I don't. I, well, meditation is in the lane called seek. So I would say right. broaden that as wide as possible. But what what can you be open? How can you expand your openness or ability to l look at what things really are in any way that that would make sense to you? You don't have to use the word meditation or app or sure. anything like that. But uh, it's like the area of. Okay, I'm not going to be productive for this 10 minutes. I'm going to notice. Right. For it's just like notice. Uh, try to get a slight distance between the doing self and the uh, aware. Yeah. And, and just any way you can get a gap there. It's not about a pra you know meditation itself or, or anything. But well, there's something in openness or seeking. People might find that in prayer or intention. Like, or if right. you're, even if you're like, uh, vision casting or writing the, your something to manifest. Like, what can you what can you calm down enough to take in that might be there if you could slow down? That's yeah. all. Like any way that that would make sense to you. But you have developed that skill over the last few since the first time of the challenge. Regardless of you, like the thing of meditation, forget that. Um, you have changed a bunch in the last two years of your ability to look at the moment separate from be in the moment you have a bet you personally are able to do that more than you were two years ago maybe i don't know i mean uh, i notice it about you yeah i hope that's so true. you are developing the skill and, and and meditation is just like you have to jog to get your cardio up but i mean there's lots right, of ways right. to do it or whatever and you know but it's there's a there is a meta skill there and you do have it like if you remember on the first challenge when it's the same, it's, it's meditation's no different than the thing where, man, I want to drink. And then you, right, you right. go, wait, I got to wait a minute and see if I really want to drink. That's meditation. Right. That's it. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah. That's all it's about. Well, the, the other night it was cool. I, uh, I forgot to do my meditation and it was late and I had smoked some weed and, oh, yeah. and, uh, and I was like, I was 
not out of my mind or anything like that, but just, you know, I had a nice little buzz going and I was like, I'm going to do the meditation now that I have this buzz going, but I'm also, uh, I was feeling tight. So, so I was like doing some like, you know, like cat poses and, and a few little, just simple little yoga things. That would, that you could count yoga as your meditation. That's a great idea. Just do yoga. And that actually, yeah, do that. That actually worked because I felt like perfect. it's, It's the same way as the thoughts come to me when I'm driving the bus or I'm walking or running great thoughts come to me because if there's some simple action that I'm doing, it, it takes away some other ability to that's get right. distracted or something i don't know yeah. what it is it, it like so i'm doing the, the 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 thing is i keep going oh yeah you got to move here okay now stretch your leg bend over see if you you know do the do your back this way and the whole time that's almost running on autopilot so that my creative brain is just then i was actually able that's to. Right. i was thinking about my life and what i wanted to do tomorrow and uh, where I'd gotten some things wrong, where I and, and it just kind of flowed naturally. So that yep. was kind of cool. But I don't know if it was the weed. Maybe it's just yeah. the weed. No, no. But the weed helps because it takes you out of your normal. So you call it a buzz, but I just don't think of it as a buzz. But it's a different state that makes you notice. Hey, this isn't my normal state. And then you see something you wouldn't see. Something maybe it's paranoid. Yeah. Maybe it's euphoria. Maybe it's a beauty you notice that you wouldn't have noticed because you're always busy chasing the uh, get a get a snack, uh, get the work done, relieve my anxiety. Right. Like you're, you're being a, a, a animal all the time you're an animal but you can also be like the zookeeper like there's another mode where you can look at that animal that's any way that you can achieve that separation in the animal and not the and and observing the animal that is very important just like cardio is very important it is an exercise some people think they would never be able to run if they haven't ran and they'd run for five minutes and try to make one lap around the track and say well i'll never be able to run a mile but everybody knows they can it's just you can't yet (laughs) of course not you've never tried but of course you can run a mile eventually and then you'll go oh yeah okay i get it like it's like and so when you're doing that state uh i would describe it as exactly what you're saying where if you get the right thing going or you're driving the bus, then you can think clearly. Like that's halfway there at least. And then the next step from that is to act to not even need to think. I know that sounds weirder, but to not even need to have the thoughts about your life yeah. and then get all, get, take one more level of calm and wholeness. And then if you can do that, then when you go back to think about your life, it's like even easier than it was. It's like even easier to achieve that ability to think that way that you like to think if you can like if you can hold your breath for three minutes you can swim better but you have to get your breath holding to three minutes you can enjoy swimming more it's like that but it's not about the it's not about the meditation itself that's that's just attention training it's just training for your attention that's all it is so any way you can train your own attention and management that would count in my opinion toward the seat lane so doing oh, yoga, nice. if doing yoga gets you closer to that, you're on the right track. Yeah, I might start and if, trying it, that. If weed helps you get there, do it. Oh yeah, cocaine, whatever uh, you gotta do, whatever. Heroin. Yeah. Um, I saw a cool thing. A guy. I'm gonna butcher this a little bit, but uh, a guy was talking about. And okay, so this is what's really funny how my brain works. I see this TikTok, and the guy goes, "What is happening in the past right now?" And I was like, "Ooh." Nice. Now he's got me because I, I, my in. first thought, my first thought went to, uh, 
oh, the past is actually happening right now. There, that uh, he's going to start talking about how we see time linearly, uh-huh. and we we shouldn't. And if we ex- could expand our brain a little bit, we would see that all things maybe are happening at all times, and that time that we think is silly and very uh, 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 limited in our what understanding. But he went a whole other route. He was like the hat, and so but he still got me. The bastard. I'm in. I'm in all the way. Either way. I know that's what I was saying. (laughs) He said the past isn't happening right now. That is the past, Mm -hmm. and the future isn't happening right now. We are in the present, and then your memories about the past are new. uh, I'm like I might be destroying this, but are something that you are creating right now about that. But that. But it. It's not. not It's something that's just in your head. That is causing you to react a certain way that you've created today because the past is in the past. So, and he wasn't diminishing like, you know, trauma and and abuse and all that stuff. What he was saying is this new thought now is something that you are creating today to to make that is causing you these issues right now. So, I started thinking about it like I think about uh, the way sometimes I think about my life is like Plinko. The Plinko board, you drop the thing and it went all the way down and it hit 10,000. You're like, yeah, please go that same way again. Please go that same way again. And then all I can think about is it, if, if it can go that same way or get back to there, but it doesn't, it goes to all different places. Sometimes it goes to zero, $100, $500, $1,000. You know, it might get back to the uh-huh. 10,000 every time or never again. And, uh, and I was like, that's the way I get into these ruts of thinking, I, because of my past, I let my new memory hit that. And that new memory goes back into the, the lane and clicks down. And I go, please go back to the way that I want it to, because if it doesn't, I know that it'll be bad. You know, I I just fall into this weird patterns because of the past, but these new thoughts are just that they are new thoughts in the present. And then I'm keeping or trying to recreate the past in a way for what gain, like uh, most of not most, but many times my memories of my past don't, don't aren't helpful and aren't right. And it's the same way as me walking away from somebody trying to burn me. And on the car ride home, I went, oh, man, I wish I'd have said this thing because that would have really burned them back. You know, that cut down, I could have said it would have been so great instead of going, wait a minute, that's in the past. And it doesn't, you know, I can move on from this. I can learn from it and create new thoughts instead of these patterns that end up just being recreated over and over. Let me see if I've got what you're saying, that the past isn't happening, but you resynthesize it to make a and make it present make it a present um causal chain for you to act in the next moment like you need to conjure things from the past and then put them in a story like they are happening to you so that you'll be able to act in the next moment yes and sometimes that is good like you need to know what other way is there though that a a stove wouldn't burn (laughs) Yeah, yeah but the problem is is when your, it's, it's your synth, it's your ability to synthesize what, like choose the yes. right memories that will set you on the right path in the next moment. The, the fact right. that you can have an active choice in the synthesis of your past to your present self. But, but the problem is we end up taking on the, and are dominated by the ones that actually don't help us. Well, they were so, wired that way to do no, that. Like knowing it, that a stove will burn you, that's great knowledge. And once you know that and you don't fall into that trap again, wow, that's good that, that your past uh, here, oh, I'm near a hot stove. Be be careful, right? But oh man, uh, why couldn't we have worked out? Why did our relationship go so bad? I'm I'm, all, I'm gonna be bad. Oh no, here comes another relationship. I bet I'll fuck it up. I'm a loser. I'm a fucking idiot. Oh man, I'm always gonna be. This is always going to happen to me. I'm always. This is you know. Here we go again. All those thoughts 
are created today. That's right. But it, but it's just like they're the Plinko. selected it, it could today go to be your story today. They right. they they exist in your causal history somewhere. But you're the one putting importance on them in right this in the present to make the future occur. Right. You're choosing from all the stuff that's ever happened. In every you have five senses that have been taken in sensory data since the second they came online in your brain before you were born. Taken in touch, sight, sound, everything. Full on. And so you didn't pay attention to most of that stuff that's happened to you in life. And only some of it you've paid attention to. But even out of the stuff you paid attention to, it's incredible volumes of past that you have to draw on in any moment to move forward. And the ones that maybe were the most traumatic or whatever, if you're not able, I mean, they dominate your thoughts or negative, your, your, your brain's wired for negativity. Like, it, I mean, it kind yeah. of is like, that's why we like outrage stuff. Like you're yeah. drawn to it because you learn how to avoid it. So, you know, you're trying to avoid the worst things ever. Yeah. If, if that's the best way to deal with the conversation you're having at lunch with your wife is try to avoid the worst things ever that will color that interaction. Right. Or if you drew a different synthesis of your past to engage the next moment or we're just trying to be present in that moment without bringing any baggage from your past that's also choices you have yeah to pull for, it's like how do you pull from your memory and and the other problem with it is it it actually does push out everybody else that's what i was saying about the plinko thing it, it just because it went this way this time zero uh it, it, not zero but the probability of it happening again changes and it can go to any other number. It can go to any other thing. And so the, if you just only think it's going to go here, it's going to go here because it did last you'll time. You'll cause it to though. You, yeah, yeah. To go well, to the bad place. Yeah, <laughs> if you, yeah. Like in the end, you will just cause Just like it. your relationship. Yeah, if, you, yeah, if you expect yeah. it to be bad or it will. You're, you're them to cheat on you or to be mean to you or something, then they probably will. Those if things you, that, yeah, if you know this will always happen to existence. me. That's right. This always happens to me. Well, guess right. what? It will continue to then. If right. you know that this always happens yeah. to you. And it's very, I think it's selfish. I think it's selfish I and controlling too. too, because you're, you're saying, well, this is what happens to me. Cause I know, or something like that. And you won't, don't want to change. I talked to my dad last night. My dad uh, calls me and says, I texted your brother this morning and I hadn't heard back from him. And it was like seven o'clock at night or something like that. He said, you think he's okay? I was like, yeah. <laughs> what, what, are you, what are you talking about? And he got all crazy. He even said like, uh, it was it was such a bizarre conversation. He said, "I'm just worried, Toby. I'm a dad. I'm a father." I was like, "What?" I said, "Well, you don't ever I've never heard you be worried about me. you." <laughs> I said, "You just and I didn't tell him this, but I was like, you're just being really selfish because you just want to know for you and you think you're being wronged." He kept saying, "What? I mean, it seems like you could just pick up the phone or you could text back. It's right mm. there." Yeah, that's the selfish. He kept saying the technology, and I was like, "Well, I said, well, Gary, I said, who knows what he's doing? I mean, he might be at work." His hours might have changed. I said he might have forgot his uh, phone cable and his phone died. I mean, I said it hasn't even been 24 hours or anything. I said, you got to, you know, and he said, uh, he said, uh, you know, I, uh, one day, he said, you'll see one day without being a dad. When I was you're like, what are you dad. talking about? I said, I got three of them. I said, what are you talking about? Wait. He said, yeah. He said, my dad said this to me. Yeah, but once they get older and they're gone, you'll see it's way harder. I said, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> way harder? Do you know how hard it would be if my 12-year-old daughter didn't answer for a day? What the fuck are you talking about? If she didn't if, if, if I texted her in the morning and didn't hear back from her, you know the uh, what are you what are you talking about? I was like, "You're and it made me I was like, and he just couldn't and, and sure enough, Gary's hours changed at work. 
And yeah, he was just well, at work very late. And I was like, I and mean, I just, you know. dad, dad wrote me that back. And I said, I was right. And he didn't write me back. He was just mad or something. No, I, I, was I like, find that incredibly rude. But like, he's I, living I, in some kind know. of past thing, too, where, uh, you know, when you, people don't answer the phone, then it's bad news. And I was like, I said, I said, you think Gary's dead? I'm not saying that. Don't, don't we're not, not, don't we're not talking it. about death. We're not talking about death because, you know, like, because like, he is super, worried about that. He's superstitious. That's why he's, yeah, I know. Yeah. And then he said, I, you know, I'm getting worried about. Well, the, here's the other thing. I'm telling you, my dad, I have to give him a little bit of a break. He is constantly obsessed with his own mortality, like extremely so. And uh, a lady at his job, this is really sad. A lady at his job just died of COVID. She was 65 years old, you know. Maybe a little overweight, not but not terribly obese or anything, or sickly or anything like that. But she was a little bit older. Um, she would not get the vaccine because she goes to this Baptist church and they all are against it. This is in South Carolina, all are against it, and she is just it's just bad. And you know she's not doing that. She believes God will heal her and He will heal her and all this stuff. And so I'm sure none of the people at the church are getting it because of God, yeah. right? And so she gets really sick and uh, then she was supposed to come back into work, but she said, they were like, well, you still have a fever. So, and then she lives by herself. Her husband died a few years ago. Uh, Husband said, uh, the neighbor said, called the, her job where my dad works and said an ambulance was here. And sure enough, she was dead. She had died laying on the couch from COVID. And by herself without medical. Yeah. And Oh God. Dad said, I, I said this and he was like, yep, that's it. He said she would never go to the hospital because that would show weakness and she had yeah. to believe in God. So yeah. she probably could have, but that would have been like, oh no, I'm giving in to Satan. I'm giving in to the enemy. I'm giving in to the media or whatever. And so she probably was really sick and was like, I'll be fine. I'll be okay. And then passed out. All right. So who killed that lady? Multiple choice. God, COVID, or her church. Yeah. Those are your three choices. Right. I, mean, I would, I would definitely say her church. And, and COVID is, is Satan, so it's God, Satan, right. or her community it killed her. That, and yeah. those are the, those are the options. I think because the way it sounded, I mean, I know she got pretty sick, but I think if she would have gone and got some medication and taken it seriously, so I mean, she was convinced that God would heal her and she would have the story of see, it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, and my dad, my dad. But that's one way to handle. That's to one way to handle it, though. That's just one way to handle it. That you, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't one hundred percent judge that approach. Like now, not one hundred percent. Like she did, yeah, right? I, like she, she did it her way. Did it all, like I not admire her, but I don't. Mm-hmm. I admire something about that amount of personal convict like unwillingness to i mean there's something there like she's a probably a, a especially strong or tough or people would yeah. call stubborn idiot person like all those aren't that right. distinct to me they're they're all in the same they share something there right but that's one way to deal with the world is a, a, a strong deep belief that that's one way to hold who you know you are yeah it, it you know it's because to to just give up on everything you know because of something that's not pleasant either right like dying's one thing having a hurting lungs is one thing but to disintegrate who you know yourself to be as an identity in the world is not something anybody wants like what would she then what like she gets healed from covid and then how could you know she wasn't going to remake her worldview right 
Yeah. She wasn't so going to do she that. She was willing to die for it. And, yeah, right. Sadly. So it's sad, but that's what I'm saying. My dad, so that happened and he's, he's nervous, but my brother had COVID, but that was like a month or two ago. So he's fine. But my dad just thinks he immediately went to that lady died. So she, he was thinking Gary's in his, uh, home dead. Yeah. And I was like, that's what I said. They said, Oh no. You know, I said, so you think Gary's that's on the, the reason you said dead, it. Man. And that's the reason he said not that, but yeah. that was what everybody was thinking about. Right. <laughs> it's crazy. So, and then my mom, who's loose as a goose boy, I texted her. I said, you heard from Gary? Oh, it's nothing. He changed his work hours. And it's fine. I talked to him the other day that she, she doesn't, she can let stuff roll off of her like no other person. It, I, I've always wondered, is there some kind of unbelievable anxiety and fear underneath? Because she doesn't uh, express that at all. She expresses almost always. She has a little bit of a temper sometimes if you hit her in the right way. You know, not hit her, but you know what I mean? Uh, catch her in the right way with a comment or something like that. But she never, ever seems that worried or concerned. Like, there's almost no, like, I don't know how to put it. Like, I know she does love me and Gary, but like, if we died, it wouldn't be, it'd be sad, but it would be something for her in a way. I'm, I'm making her sound like she's sadistic and, and terrible. It's not, but she doesn't. She doesn't view things the way at all the way my dad does. And then I'm a mixture of them some way. Like, so it's not as, it's strange. I don't know. Like she does, like she's not taking the vaccine. She has diabetes and has had a heart attack and is not going to take the vaccine and is not worried about it at all. And, and if she gets COVID, she'll take every medical precaution and say everything possible and do everything possible to stay alive. Like there's nothing like she can she's very adaptable maybe, but she sees situations in a way that is useful and and something like, I mean, it's, it's weird. That's like all the good bad guys they would say. And again, it's just fictional type of way of thinking of bad guys, but they never uh, let a disaster go to waste. Right. Like, you know what I mean? She would be sad if I died, but also it would be something that she would, there would be stories to tell. There'd be people to see. Mm -hmm. There'd be things to do that she would, in some ways, enjoy. She doesn't want me dead. She'd be horribly sad. I, trust me, yeah, I get it. Yeah. But, but it's strange the way, like, she would never worry much about Gary, really. Now, she might say she's worried, <laughs> but I can tell her the voice. She's not. It's just something like, you know, like, if she hadn't heard from Gary in a few days, she'd go, I'm worried, Toby. But then there would be all these, <laughs> she would be telling me stories about other times and other things yeah. and she would go on this and that, and then eventually we'd be laughing and cutting up. And it would. And I'm like, whoa, that's really crazy. Like, she can just, I mean, she's brilliant. So she, she is well, brilliant. And there is some kind of, it's not, she's okay. not a sociopath, but she can see things in a way that she can disconnect from them. And she's not totally wrong when she does yes. that. So would you say maybe the distinction between your two parents is that the skill of resynthesizing her own narrative she is a master of and your dad is has zero control over the fear narratives that simply like his own past or whatever the past is that he synthesizes in the moment to look at the next moment he has no control over that it it just comes to him and he's a victim to whatever his brain tells him to feel but she and it can be disturbing can re-narrativize anything from her past yeah. to cause the next future thing to happen to the way yeah. she wants it to. And that is 
really powerful. I mean, it goes back to what we're saying. That's what I'm saying. Her thoughts are not her past doesn't affect her future as strongly as it does other people because she can, like you said, she can she, unhook it. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and change it. Yep. And her past isn't always, I mean, it's not connected to her as much. And it's you like, can use that power for good or evil, like, yeah, yeah. but it's a power. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, she's just, and, it, the, and, it, and the power isn't unconnected to, to the power. Isn't that unconnected to uh, openness or meditation though? Is there also yeah. all in the same, there's something in that, you know, it's a, it's not a woo woo thing. It's a kind of mechanical skill and power, like athleticism or or anything else. Yeah, it's really strange. I used to think wrongly that my mom was the emotional one because she was. I, I guess just growing up, I thought she's the woman. She's supposed to be emotional. The man is this, and my dad is very hard worker. Never missed, hardly ever missed a day of work in his life. Seriously, in his life, and always tries to get overtime. Works hard. Really conservative with his money. Tries to do this, this, and this. But he is completely the emotional one, and she is not. She is tough, and he is not. Yes. I mean, he's tough in a way. but in Yeah, a, but, a, but, but in an emotional way. When he's tough yeah. or whatever, it, he is reacting emotionally. Like, like last night was some emotional thing. That he goes, I don't like this feeling of, of I don't know, and so I want an answer now. Yeah. You know what I mean? As opposed to let me think about it. Because I said, Dad, I mean, it hasn't been that long, and you understand. I said, when you called me, I didn't answer because uh, my phone was on silent. And he, I just gave him some rational things to think about, and he couldn't, wouldn't. Yeah, he went to so far as to say he's a dad, and I was like, I'm a fucking dad. <laughs> you never said any of this stuff. You never worried about me. It's just funny. you know, you just because Gary's close to you, you're more probably concerned that you won't have a golfing buddy or a breakfast buddy or something like that. You know, and and he, you know, he resents me for moving. He resents me for starting the band. Resents all that stuff, and it's all emotional that he can't control. He has no control. He's very weak with his emotion. That's why I'm super emotional, but also some kind of weird, cold, calculated, strange thing that's in there, too. It's a mixture of my mom and my dad. It's bizarre. Yeah, you've got both, but you have access to the ability to change the contents of your consciousness. You have access to that. Your yeah. dad doesn't. Yeah, you're right. His world is way smaller, sadly. So anyway, all right. Happy Friday. <laughs> See y'all. <laughs>